DanielBritt.com. If anyone should ask two things that you need to remember, this is Enlighten on XM Satellite Radio, and I'm Daniel Britt. Welcome to another hour of broadcast as we go coast to coast with a piece of Americana here, Southern Gospel Music, the best in quartet singing right now during this program as we welcome Legacy 5. Guys, it's so good to have you sitting around the table and we catch up with some of some of your music and what's going on lately. Well, thanks, Dan. We're glad to be here. Um, as an XM listener myself, I'm certainly glad to hear uh, XM in two of my vehicles going down the road punching out gospel music and southern gospel. It's just been a great thing. It's, I think it'll do a lot of good things for what we do. Appreciate that. That's the voice of Roger Bennett. Sitting to his left is Glenn Dustin, Frank, Frank Siemens. Howdy. We've got Scott Howard and Scott Fowler, the two Scots side by side. Yes, big Scott and little Scott. <laughs> Scott Square. <laughs> there you go. You guys ever, you have any jokes about Scott Tissue or? Oh man, we, we, we hear it all. You know, we, obviously the Scott Tissue stuff and the Scott's Turf Builder and you name it, we hear it. Great Scots. It's amazing to me too. We were talking about that last night. The people come up and it's like they've waited all year. To give you their joke, mm-hmm. you know, and it, they may have been thinking about you guys. Y'all are the Kleenex brothers, aren't you? Oh, yes. Scott. Scott. Yeah. You had to wait for yeah. me. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh, I guess yes. that is funny. Nobody's ever said that before. Well, first thing out of the bat, we'll just start back with the end of the cathedrals, because two of you, Scott and Roger, you have, have come from that um, that great school of, mm-hmm. of, of, of training that Glenn and George provided. In developing your own quartet, I'm sure you've you learned so much from the cathedrals, and obviously you brought that to this table. But what else have you done that maybe you didn't learn from the cathedrals? What have you learned since being out on your own that maybe something that Glenn and George couldn't teach you, you just had to learn? Well, Glenn always had a had a statement. He had a long long week or whatever. They didn't have a they did not even have a secretary. Glenn and his wife Van never did all of didn't have a computer. Uh, the whole cathedral <laughs> empire was run by Glenn and Van, and, and Glenn would say, nobody knows how much work it takes to, to keep a group on the road. And Scott is our manager, Scott Fowler, and and uh, about six months into this ministry, he says to me on the bus one night, he said, you know what, I laughed at Glenn every time he said that. He said, but, you know, it's really the truth. Nobody knows <laughs> how much it takes to, and that that is an amazing thing. If you do things right, it it really, you know, it really does take a lot of time. And and uh, George and Glenn taught us that, but they also taught us that, uh, you know, people don't don't fail; they quit. Hmm. And and you really need to have the the attitude of, I'm going to put my head down, and we're going to we're going to power through this, you know, because you're going to have good times and bad times on the road. And you're going to wonder if that fifteen, seventeen thousand dollar engine's going out or not in your bus. Yeah, so yeah. they taught us that, and uh, taught me that I sure didn't want to be paying for an engine anytime <laughs> soon. So have you kept it on the road? You, you get we, well, we keep or? stealing buses. Oh, that's, that's Fortunately, we 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 get our buses from Music City Coach, and and who is it? What's the uh, Trace Atkins? Is it Trace Atkins or? Uh, no. Some country stars got the same, Kenny yeah, Kenny Chesney. <laughs> and uh, there's two or three of those buses that are painted up like ours. And when ours starts knocking a little bit, we'll just steal their bus. <laughs> and they'll fix it and then he'll pick it back up. Because they got the money. Yeah, they got the money. <laughs> the, the beginning, I know obviously, Roger Scott, you were the original uh, two, but you also started with uh, with the other Scott and with Glenn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so how has the group 
changed since then. Obviously, you've uh, you've added Frank. Is it hard? I mean, are you abused? I mean, look, you're surrounded. Of course. Are you kidding me? I'm still <laughs> going through the hazing period. I, I think XM is not a visual modem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm still in the hazing period, but it's yeah. fun. Well, he's the tenor singer. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot Frank's of fun. A, we yeah. do have a great time. Frank's our, our golden lab on the bus. He He's gullible. And he'll believe anything you say. <laughs> anything you and, and, and when you tell him something serious that you want him to do, then he doesn't believe that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you get is the boy crying wolf, you know, sure. scenario. Uh, we've had people come by the table all week, you know, and ask, they asked me, cause about this time last year, I actually thought I was going to have to leave the group because I had to move to Dallas. And, uh, so now, of course, we just do the fly thing and it works out fine. But at yeah. this time last year, we weren't sure how all that would work. And, uh, people have been asking me, are you, you know, are you glad you're still here? I'm, they have no idea how much fun this is. I mean, we, we love every minute of this. And I'm just thrilled to still be here. So where, where are the rest of the guys based from? Nashville. Nashville. So yeah. can I ask why you moved to Dallas? My wife is a banker. Okay. And, uh, she just got a transfer. It was one of those things that happened in, in her career. And we just. Money. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to say that word, Phil but that's what it comes down to. That's, no, honestly, my wife has had to move. For the sake of my career, uh, yeah. through different ministry uh, things. Before I was with the group, sure. uh, I was a music pastor in the church, and and we moved from Houston to Austin, Texas, and she what moved. Saying is he got fired a lot. Yeah, yeah oh, okay. she she had to move with me a couple times, and this was one of those times when it was it was my turn to to uh, to go where where she didn't needed me to go, and and it was it was just that's the Frank, way it worked out. He he didn't think he had any choice either, though. In in his behalf, he thought that there's no way you know that I can continue this and and really it is rather unusual to do it but we love what Frank brings to the table so much that we we were we were glad to try to work a way out so that we could could keep him here and and uh, honestly it's hard to say if it's sitting around the table you don't pat each other on the back normally when you're sitting at steak and shake you know you sang so well tonight it was just so <laughs> but really frank brings so much to legacy five and 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 we wanted to make sure that he stayed here and uh, I like i said golden huh? i only had to pay him 15 more dollars right <laughs> the golden retriever in him didn't have any guile at all or any worry about he came to us and said guys i guess i'm gonna have to leave Wow. And Scott and I said, why is that? He said, well, I'm going to be in Dallas, and I know you won't want me to stay. And so I worked my, my way. I mean, he was trying so hard to quit, and we were trying so hard to figure out a way to keep yeah, him. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. So how long how long have you been with the group now? Two and a half years. I guess it's about two and a half, isn't mm-hmm. it right? Uh, yeah, two and a half years. And and how old is the group as a whole? Seven. Eight, yeah, we started, our, we started our first date uh, January the 7th of 2000. Wow. So... That's a long time to be together. I mean, even that the, even the Gaither vocal band changes. Right, I mean, right. And we've had guys, very little. You've only really had one change, I guess, right? Well, two, yeah. yeah. The tenor that we started out with, he he lasted about nine months and didn't. And this wasn't his his cup of tea, and no big deal about that. And, and then a great tenor named Tony Jarman sang with us for a long time. Went to London right. with us and recorded a great symphony album with us. And uh, and then Tony left, and Frank came, and so yeah, that's usually the only. Hmm. That's the only the the only one that we've had. So it's tenor, huh? It's tenor, right? And bus drivers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if you want to get started with bus drivers, we've had an average of two bus drivers a year. Wow, wow. Well, I guess it is hard to find and keep them. Are they just? Well, it is. I mean, it's a hard, hard job. It too. is a very hard job. I mean, they drive about a hundred thousand miles a year for you, and it's lonely up there. You know, we get on the bus and. And they're in their own little compartment up there, and the rest of us are back, you know, unwinding from the night mm-hmm. and watching television and having fun and drinking our Cokes, you know. Yeah. And the bus driver's up there alone in the dark and yeah. a really lonely job. And 
but it, so it's, it is a hard job. But uh, and that was before XM radio, I think, too, probably, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. We do have satellite radio on the bus now, though. So. <laughs> well, since the group, since you've been together for the most part, pretty much this group for a while, especially, um, is it easy to sort of get? stuck in your in the sound that you have and just kind of go with it or, or do you find a challenge to change every now and then do something new and different uh, obviously if a group member changes then you right. kind of are addressed with a different sound maybe well yeah we we don't want to we want to do that we want to keep growing and being uh, known for uh, great albums great recordings but we also don't want to become stagnant and rely on just whatever works if it mm. worked in Tulsa we'll do it again and uh, we want to be different and and by definition, we have we have used different producers for that reason. Sure, we sure. we we don't have one producer that we have said, okay, this is it, no more albums with this guy, because that's the best way in the world to start sounding like everybody yeah, else. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Roger, when did you start in gospel music? Uh, November of 1979. How, how old were you then? Twenty. Pretty young. So you've been doing this. Have you ever had a uh, a normal I never had day a real, job? I never had a real job. No. <laughs> How about you, Glenn? Uh, yes, um, yeah, I had to, I had to work for a living. I was actually a uh, I was a welder. I've I've done several different different things, but uh, I was I was actually a welder down in Louisiana before I joined Legacy Five. You like singing better? Oh yes, <laughs> oh yes, 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 absolutely. absolutely. But are th- are there adjustments that you have to make to do? Yeah, this? there is. Uh, the, of course, the biggest adjustment was was traveling. I, I literally I had never traveled, um, and so that that was interesting to get acclimated to that for both me and my wife. Uh, and my son was uh, he was four. He was just about to turn four at the time. So yeah, you know, he, he was young enough to where it, it didn't, he didn't really notice it at first. It, maybe every now and then he'd kind of stop and look and say, wait a minute, where's daddy at? Where's, when's he, you know, so, but yeah, he got, he gets, he got used to it quick. Yeah, and, yeah. and of course I got a baby girl now uh-huh. that all she's ever known is daddy travels. So I would say the, the hardest to getting used to would be the travel, just being sure, gone. Sure. Yeah. Well, but the rest of you, of course, Scott, you've been doing this. Scott Fowler, you've been doing this for a while too through the cathedrals. Um, who did you sing with before that? Uh, actually, Frank and I sang together in a in a group in Houston, Texas called the Sound. And uh, that was remember that though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, those were those were the tough days. That was in the beginning of the first time I had a, had a job singing, and I was I had just spent a, a year in college, and so I was I was young as well. But we, yeah, I, w- I was just about twenty years old, and so Frank you and like I an old Buick or something for dirt. Oh no, man! I, I had a vet. I had a, a Chevette, a Chevy Chevette that I that I traveled in. Hatchback, man! I was cool. Had nice pinstripes, you know. But yeah, so Frank and I sang together for about two and a half years in the sound before I joined the cathedral. Raj, when did I join the cathedrals? Help me out here. Well, Scott, I'm glad you asked. You joined the cathedrals on uh, January the first of 1990. Yeah, that's what I thought. Scott, Scott, what were you doing? Well, I was. My story is similar to Glenn. Uh, we're both from we're both from Louisiana. I had uh, I was actually working for well, right directly prior to the group starting. I was actually here. I'd moved to to Franklin and was working with Roger, uh, but I had worked for Firestone in the tire business for years. Uh, I was forty years old when this group started, so I was the uh, I was the old man rookie. 
so it was it was a little bit of change for me, but you know we just uh it's one of those things that that we feel like God orchestrated it and and put us in the uh in the position we were supposed to be in in the time that we were supposed to do it uh i I had gotten to a, it was something that I had always wanted to do all my life, but i had I had gotten to the point where I decided you know that it wasn't uh it just wasn't going to happen for me. Uh, and so maybe that's uh, maybe that's what God wanted me to me to get to that point before He can make it all happen. But I'm just I'm glad it all came together. Roger, it was just a couple of weeks ago that we heard about your uh, your cancer relapsing. Yes. Just give us an update of, on where we are uh, today. That happened relatively quick. We we knew my wife and I knew the signs to look for, and something came up that was obviously wrong. So we called MD Anderson in Texas, where I've been going for 11 years. Thank God for them. Um, they got me in right away, and sure enough, the uh, the cancer is called AML, which is acute myelogenous leukemia, and it's one of the more nasty mm. forms of it. If it's left untreated, it can it it can kill folks in in two weeks. And um, so I've had that now. I had it. When it, when it relapsed, we went into chemo and did two rounds of chemo, and it went away. But it came back just a couple of weeks ago. They diagnosed it that day and then uh, started chemo that night. Hmm. So the Monday after convention this year, I will be uh, going back to MD Anderson to uh, get a plan of action. They've Everywhere else, I'm fine. My blood's fine. My hmm. bone marrow's fine. There's no there's no side of cancer anywhere else in my body except in a one small spot on the, my scalp that is a colony of AML. Mm. So you know that's that's all the nuts and bolts. That's the mechanics of it. You can find people out there every two or three rows who could who can recite to you they know as much about cancer than many doctors. Yeah, you know, yeah. but for us and for me, uh, where the rubber meets the road on this has been. I think you go into denial when you first get diagnosed, or I did. And this could never happen to me. I will not die from this. And, and you know, you live like that, and then it starts wearing you down, and it starts getting to you, and you start, you you know, you start to lose some of that spark. And so what, I, what I've learned, and it has been substantial in, in, my, in my spiritual life, what I've learned is that I'm more powerful when I'm sick than I am when I'm well. And I don't like that, but I understand it now. Uh, The word said that, you know, in our weakness, his strength is perfected. And to be honest with you, I wish I could, I wish this cup could pass from me because I'm sick of being sick and sick of not being able to do the things that I love to do and want to do. Um, But I have learned that God has a purpose. And uh, just before we came in here three minutes ago, before we came in, left to come here, a lady was talking to me about something I had said during one of the concerts about cancer. And I, I think I had said, I have cancer, but cancer doesn't have me. Yeah. And uh, she said, that was the first time I'd ever heard anybody make fun of cancer. <laughs> you know, and I said, well, I think you, de- you need to demystify it a little bit. It is terrible. But e- if you're a Christian, even if it kills you, it's not the end of the world. You know, and uh, you're not going to scare me with heaven. I just didn't want to go out on the load they were making up tonight. You know, I didn't want to get on that tonight bus. But God's been good. I've survived 11 years, and uh, I got to see both my kids graduate high school, which was the only thing I asked God the day I was diagnosed is let me see. I would love to see my kids graduate high school. And uh, 
the year before last, we were at the Convocation Center there in Franklin, and my son walked across the stage, and they gave him his diploma, and, and tears running down my street of face. And I'm clapping, and I'm looking up into the heavens, and I said, Lord, I'd like to renegotiate that contract. <laughs> Let's talk about grandkids now for a little while. Yeah. yeah. It's tough for anybody, I'm sure. Um, do you ever think about it being easier if you just had kind of a normal day job, an office job, you know, to help you cope oh, better? Well, not so much to help me cope because the people have been – the people have supported me unbelievably through this. Um, my first – transplant was turned down for insurance purposes and scott fowler gets on the internet which surprised me he doesn't even know how to turn on the computer (laughs) and literally just made the need known and uh yeah it was an amazing outpouring of love so i wouldn't want i wouldn't want to go through another job with this i will be honest with you sometimes i i wonder how much longer i can go because every night takes a little bit more out of you you know and I, but I find that new strength and that new manna, uh, that new grace every day. I was fascinated to read, and I can't believe this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a missionary Baptist, Southern Baptist from birth. You know, I'm prenatal Baptist, <laughs> and somehow I missed the children of Israel and the and the manna, mm-hmm. and that they tried to hoard it. And God said, "You can't hoard it. It'll, yeah. I'm going to rot it every yeah. night, yeah. so that you'll be expecting a new manna from me every day. You'll have to have it." And so that's exactly the way I do with grace. Each morning, his mercies are new. Well, uh, the date we're recording this is at the National Quartet Convention. And frankly, I was surprised just because I heard that you took a turn for the worse. I just didn't expect you to be here. I figured you would be well, in Houston. Has it been a hard trip so far? Just just physically on me. Mentally, I'm fine, yeah. as fine as I'm ever going to be. <laughs> but phys- physically, it's a challenge. I, I uh, it's humbling, man. I got to tell you, you know, I, I called today at, to the medical place and I rented me one of those little scooters. Beep, 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 beep. And so, for the, but I literally, since I broke my leg, I broke my leg in the midst of all this. There wasn't enough drama in my life. Right, right. So I, I broke this leg and, and uh, I just can't make the walk. The walk is just too far by the time I get here. Mark Lowry has a scooter I hear that, yeah. he, could, um, that he might be willing to sell. Yeah. Mark was it's a lot of. A few ticks severely more wounded than I was, <laughs> but uh, I'll let him keep his scooter. All right. Well, we're glad that you're here and um, you. physically playing the piano. Has mm-hmm. that been tough? My piano playing has suffered uh, because of lack of practice. Uh, yeah. I know in my head what I want to do, but making the hands do it yeah. is another thing. Uh, so that's nobody's fault but mine, uh, and maybe maybe it'll come back. Sure. But for the rest of the guys, having having Roger as uh, are you now Scott's the manager, but Roger, you're sort of the MC when you're yeah, on stage, right? Right. We um, we 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 put the that's a George and Glenn thing. We we took it down right the middle. Yeah. Scott, you take care of all the money. I'll take care of the stage. Yeah. And yeah. But the good thing is we do have the right, and he knows it, and I know it. In fact, last night I exercised that right and said, "What do you think about these songs that I've got picked here?" Yeah. And you know. Um, I'll say this, and I'm and I am bragging, I guess. But when we started this group, people ask us: our accountant, our lawyer, everybody. You guys are going in fifty-fifty, and uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to go fifty-fifty. That's not a good idea. You mm. need somebody. Never worked with friends, and mm. uh, it's worked for seven years, and That's I cool. wouldn't change it all. So yeah, we have. Uh, I'm, I'm the MC, and Scott Scott writes the checks, and 
Nobody knows how much work he has to do. <laughs> Not even him, huh? <laughs> hey, um, are, there are, there were times, I remember I've been there when, when your daughter said it's okay to go and do the shows, but you go out, you play, you sing, and then you go right back and you couldn't have any crowd interaction. Right. I'm sure there have been times when you weren't able to travel at all, right? Yeah, that was the hardest time. Scott and, and the guys, we ordered a cell phone. A hookup so we could hook into the PA and I could talk to the crowd and that was a real good link for me because it let, helped me realize that when you're in when you're in that isolated place that wilderness area whatever you want to call it you you get to no matter how long you've been in this business you get to thinking well maybe they're forgetting me you know mm. so that was always good I have I had to miss almost almost two years I guess wow and thank God for uh, Tim Parton came in and. Uh, not a, not as good a piano player as me, but I mean, he's okay, yeah, yeah. and he he was able to. They were able to scrape through with him, and and yeah, you know, there were there's every night I can't go to the table until this is settled. Sure, until this is all settled, I can't. But I I miss that. And I look forward to doing yeah. it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, has it been hard when when uh, Roger hasn't been there? Is it hard to adjust or hard to to go on knowing that part of the team's missing that night? Well, he's yes. I mean, he's such a big part of uh, who we are and what we do. I mean, uh, you know, you think you think of Legacy Five, and and by a large part, Roger's who you think of. And so there's a, certainly a big hole uh, in everything that we do when he's not there. Um, the other side of that is I don't know any other thing you could do, any other uh, peep, uh, other other people that you could do it with, where folks would understand. You're an underdog, and they understand when you're down and out. And I'm talking about friends, and lots of people call them fans, whatever you want to call them, who are very loyal to you, and they mm-hmm. pray for you, and they pull for you when you're down and out. I don't know any other place you could go and get away with what we've done for the past two years sure. by not having you know, one of the mainstays uh, in our group not with us. And so we have a great family network of people that love us and support us, and uh, they truly uh, need need the award here. <laughs> well, when we look to the future, and because, and I sort of alluded to this earlier, because the group has has been such a mainstay, and and kind of in this industry, it's, it's you don't see it very often with the group that stay together like you guys have. When you look to the future, what's what's going to change? What what do you have in your mind that that you want to see? done differently as far as Legacy 5 is concerned. <laughs> new tenor and bus driver. <laughs> oh, I think probably a good sign of that right now is the new album. You know, the new album is, is live, and that's, that's, that's probably, yeah, that's, that's a new right. thing. And, yeah. and the songs are, are, you know, there's some really clever, there's some real clever yeah. uh, songs on this new album. I think that's probably, of course, I'm the newbie here, but, but what I see is uh, just kind of a new a new twist there with, with the music that we're doing. I think the people are recognizing that. Yeah. Of course, uh, everybody wants the new album when they hear sure. the new songs, and there's sure. some the, even the titles. There's one called "Don't Go Swimming in the Sea of Forgetfulness," you know. Yeah. The, yeah. Another one called "Right Side of the Dirt." You know, there's just some very interesting, clever uh, music on the horizon for us. That's, that, a big that's deal. hard to write. Those songs are are difficult to write. You you come up with clever titles, and then you can't sustain it, mm-hmm. and it collapses on its own foolishness sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Diane Wilkinson wrote. The song, uh, right side of the dirt. dirt. And basically what it's saying is, and as Frank said, such a clever way. She said, 
I got a friend or two that's always complaining. The sun's too hot, or would it? Would you look? It's still raining. Uh, the the Lord's never willing. The creeks never. Creek, oh, yeah, on the rise. She yeah. took all those yeah. old cliches yeah. and turned them a little bit, and yeah. it turned into a clever, clever song. Wow. And you ask about the. I don't know if you were asking about the future as a whole, uh, or, or Legacy Five. Legacy Five, our future. What what I pray for when I pray for this group is I pray for health. For everybody else, because they're they're taking my load a lot. I don't have to do hardly anything. Pray that they'll stay healthy. Their voices will stay healthy. I pray that we'll get good songs and we'll record them in in, in non uh, boring ways, non mm. uh, just yeah the old the old not to be recording plagiaristically. Sure, you know sure. you hear a lot of that. You know you you're just you're stealing what somebody else did in the fifties. And made, making it work in the new century, yeah. but yeah. it's still been done before. Yeah, you know, and and we want to. It is hard to do. Our first record was uh, one of the, one of the greatest compliments we got. On our first record was uh, an author did a review on the web and said this. I hear cathedrals in this group. You can't help but hear cathedrals. He said, but I also hear uh, the Imperials from yeah. the from their their eighty days. You know the. Yeah. And that was a great compliment to me, not because of, of ego, but because I want us always to be different. Mm. I have some concerns about this business uh, mm. in the future. I, I think that we're we're skating on an edge of of coolness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're skating on this hip edge of, of trying to be cooler than our audience is, and 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 I think if you you know if you get contempt for your audience and and you forget who brought you to the party, sure, who's sure. paying for your who's paying for your son's braces, and yeah. you know, I I, th- I just I pray that the Lord will give Southern gospel music a good dose of humble. Yes, yeah. you know yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If, if that's a little strong, you can edit that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's new. Everybody says you know you got to do something new, and everything changes. And that's a great point that you bring um, because. I mean, it's kind of like the the old cliche about the turtle on the fence post. Right. I mean, and this this music has such a rich heritage, rich history. Yeah, you don't want to turn your back on your past. You know, on the bus uh, a couple nights ago, we had a video playing, and they showed some of the vintage uh, statesmen from the fifties. And the old the old saying that that everybody that I heard from since the first cathedral days were, if you think you've done something new on stage. You can forget about that because the statesman or Blackwoods already have done it years ago. And sure enough, there was Hovey and all the guys. They were young. They were enthusiastic. They were all seemingly pulling for the same goal, and yet it didn't look staged. Hmm. It looked really, really natural. And I think we need to. I think we need to pay homage to the past uh, because I'm a big, big believer in. It. You better pay tribute to your heroes while they can still hear you paying tribute. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because uh, our business is going to change dramatically. The, the landscape of gospel music will change dramatically within the next five years. Hmm. And then we'll find out if those, those of us who are in the next generation to come up, we'll find out if we studied well. Hmm. You know? And I think that's, that's going to be a big test. Talk to me next year and see how it is. The prophet Roger Bennett. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Well, uh, before I let you guys go, uh, just on a personal note, what um, when when you're not singing, when you're not on the bus traveling and and uh, and going around the country, what what do you do at home? What uh, 
How do you kick back and relax? Man, I, I golf, I fish, I hunt. Uh, you do a little welding? No, I no. Actually, I haven't looked through a welding hood in seven years. Actually, um, but I, you know, I play ball with my kids. He plays uh, baseball, football. I take him to play golf. Anything, any kind of sport, I, I'm I'm into it. So that's that's really how I relax. You play at the softball tournament. I hope so. You know, I hit a home run last year and embarrassed the other team so bad. Yeah, yeah. So they said they're not going to have me back. They got a sign in my picture up says, no Glenn allowed on oh, the So, <laughs> no, I don't know, you know. No, but I, I hope to play in a softball game. Uh, it, it was fun. Probably the highlight of my week last week was yeah. doing that, yeah. watching uh, Tim Lovelace and those guys and yeah. Tracy stuff on. Yeah. They, they, were, they were really funny. Well, uh, Frank in Dallas, what um – uh, have you adjusted to life there? And, and uh, we love Dallas. It's yeah. it's neat. Um, and my wife and I are kind of going through this empty nest thing. I don't know if you've heard that about me, but I have five five sons, five boys. But our youngest just left and uh, for college, and uh, actually he's in his first year at at UAB in Birmingham. So we're finding this whole new life just all of a sudden by ourselves. And uh, so we just spend a lot of time together. My wife is is uh, actually trying to get her degree right now on uh, doing an online thing. So mm-hmm. so she spends a lot of time working on that in the evenings now. Uh, but uh, just just spending time together and and enjoying not having five sons to, sure, to raise. Sure, we, sure. We're done with all the raising and we're ready for grandkids now. But we don't have any of those yet. But I'm just gonna let my kids go stay with him a week or two at <laughs> a time. Bring them on. Yeah. And Scott. Well, uh, Scott Fowler and I both are still have young children, yeah. so it's a little different for us. My, my, I've got three: uh, the youngest five, and the and the oldest thirteen, and and they're homeschooled. So our our life uh, is a little different. Uh, as a matter of fact, my none of my family's going to be here this week just because our schedules. Sure. The kids have have a tutorial they go to on Tuesday and Thursday, and uh, the. Uh, Grant, my son, does baseball on Wednesday and Thursday and Saturday, and hmm. so it's uh, yeah. I think my my sporting life is is lived through my children. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten too old and fat to do any sports anymore. Of course, these boys still consider golf a sport, but yeah, you know, I I, I think of it more as a game. Yeah, <laughs> right. Scott Fowler, you probably you you come well. Your father-in-law is in in the business too. He travels and speaks, and uh, Ken Davis. Yep. So it's either you're talking about business when you're around him, when you're with family, or you're you're yeah, I'm either, up with new material. Yeah, either trying to write jokes for him, or I'm uh, changing dirty diapers. Scott Scott Howard said we're kind of in the same season we are, and that we we all we we still have kids at home. Uh, but I am in a little bit different season because his kids yeah. are all out of diapers. Yeah. Mine are still in diapers, yeah. Yeah. and they're still learning what no means, and still. Yeah. You know, we're still trying to get the house child-proofed. And so we spend our days chasing them around and putting up toys, yeah. But it's a lot of fun. I love being a dad. I have two boys, and they're just awesome, a lot of fun. You guys are top of the line, and uh, and it, it really says something. I keep going back to it, but the fact that you guys have stuck together like glue, that's really cool. And um, that, is, that is a good compliment, I thank you for noticing that. We, uh, You know, there was a lot of talk when we started about, well, they're going to make it because of the cathedrals, but... The truth is you're only guaranteed a year, mm-hmm. one year mm-hmm. from your from where you are. And then you started having to produce. Yes. And uh, I was uh, I was thankful that, that, that we were able to, to continue. We've got the guys that we want. And uh, my health is is in God's hands. If if he wants me to stay here, I'll be I want to sure. be here. Sure. But uh, 
you know, we're, we're have, we have a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff we can't tell you, you know. For instance, well, you didn't ask me what I did when I was at home because, you know, I've been sick and, and, and I really can't do anything athletic anymore. And I used to be yeah. kind of athletic and... Uh, I, mostly I cuss computers. Yeah. That's... I, I spend a lot of time asking the Lord to forgive me for what I said about that program I'm trying to run. It's becoming an American pastime right it there really with is. apple pie and motherhood. Yeah. I looked up one time, and my daughter's 22, and she's moved out, but she she comes home usually the week, a couple of days a week when I'm home. My son's getting ready to go to Michigan. He's going to be a luthier. I don't know if you know what a luthier is. I thought uh, you was Baptist. Uh, <laughs> we are Baptist. Is that from the Reformation? Or? He's no. He's actually going to be a guitar builder. Okay. He's going to a luthier. That's what they call him. And uh, he's going to try to go to work for someone like uh, uh, Gibson or Martin or somebody yeah. like that. You know. That's cool. And uh, I looked up one night last week, and and we were all we were talking about different stages. Scott and I are the same age. Scott Howard. And uh, he's got those three little kids, and he's running to baseball games. He's running to this. He's running to that. And I'm thinking, God, thank you, thank you so much that you give young people babies and and idiots sometimes. But uh, I looked up, and there I was on my computer, had a laptop. Yeah. Looked over on the couch. My wife's on her computer. Yeah. My daughter's on her computer. I aming one another. Yeah, yeah. yeah in the same Four room. Boy, I thought that was pretty hokey. What they just showed on American Idol. What do you think? You know, <laughs> you're sitting three and, people. Yeah, we're on a network, yeah. and and, yeah. and and so we try to humanize as much as we can. My <laughs> my, my daughter wants to be a photographer, so uh, yeah. she's going to school to study that, and I love that's one of my hobbies. Yeah. So yeah. we do that together. Talking about Scott, one last thing I want you to know this: we uh, at our at the Opryland Hotel last weekend, or was it last weekend? We had our Memorial Day uh, homecoming, and Labor Day homecoming, yeah. and uh, Scott's room was next door to mine. Actually, he has two rooms, two, one for the boys and one for he and Taryn. And he said, now I hope we don't you know, keep you up or anything, but every now and then, Bailey, his youngest, has got this scream that just absolutely will paint, pull paint off the walls. Yeah. I could I could just barely hear it, and honestly, I couldn't hear it. And the next morning, Scott comes out all all chagrined. Man, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. He said, I know those boys kept you guys awake. I said, we never even knew they were there. And it got back to me that Scott was changing Bailey's diaper, sweat pouring off of him at the end of his nose. And he looked up at his child bride and said, hear this now. <laughs> No more kids. <laughs> so she said, how am I going to get rid of you? That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, listen, we've been able to watch your kids grow up on the Gaither videos. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I remember Rivers of Joy. They were yeah, on. And, uh, yeah. Were they on some of the homecoming kids? They were on all the homecoming kids uh, uh, from the very start. They did all three of those. Yeah. And uh, when my daughter was too old to do the next one, of course, they stopped doing them then. But they gave her. There's a, no homecoming teens. Or no, anything. no. Yeah. Which would have been great. I'm, his glory just didn't think about it. But, yeah. Uh, they gave her a little jacket, nice barn jacket with a logo on it, and gave her a farewell. But Jordan is not even aware of what happened to him. It was so neat the way they they cast him uh, as the little boy who didn't make the little league team, mm-hmm. and and he's hiding in a dryer because he's so <laughs> upset. And Vestal gets him out of the of the dryer, and then he sits down in Vestal, and he the the camera comes in, and they start singing, uh, "I am a promise," I think, or something like that. And I didn't know Jordan could sing. I mean, he's, I hate to say this, he never sang in front of me at all. Dead on pitch, sang it with Vestal. Wow. I said, son, nobody can will ever be able to say I did that. You don't realize <laughs> what an honor that was. Yeah. 
<laughs> just Granny Vestal to them, wow. you know. But wow. Yeah, that's been neat to watch. Watch them grow up like well, that. Well, how can we, speaking of watching and eavesdropping and figuring out what's going on in all of all you guys' lives, how can we keep up to date with you guys? Yeah, our website is the is the best way. It's uh, just Legacy5.com. That's spelled out. L, yeah, L-A-G-A-C-Y-F-I-V-E. Okay. And uh, we, we have a, a newsletter that we send out every week that uh, is a, a, a pretty good way to stay in touch. It was a very good way to stay in touch. And... Um, that that seems to be a tool that's unbelievable. I get a report every night from the people we use that do our our hosting for the e letter, mm. and we're adding people all the time. Wow. And because it zero dollars except yeah. for what you call you know there's no postage there's no sure. So yeah, that's the best way to stay in touch with us for sure. Well, let's do it again, and the next time we'll just pretend the recorder's off, and you can tell me everything right. we can't okay. talk about. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. You bet. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it a lot.